Hi, I'm Greg Fisher, and you're listening to Ben Station Radio, where I talk to local entrepreneurs, artists, and other interesting people about the projects they're working on and why they're so excited to be doing them in Bend. All right, good morning. I'm here with Dave, Tim, and Aaron. They're the founders of DIY Cave in Bend, Oregon. Uh, thanks for joining me uh, to talk, guys. Yeah, good. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, thanks, Greg. So, kind of the first thing that would be interesting for people is if one of you just want to give a, a quick rundown of what DIY Cave is. Wow. It's a lot of things. Um, DIY Cave is a makerspace, um, which is not uh, something that most people are familiar with, although it's becoming more popular throughout the country and the world, I think. Um, but it's a do-it-yourself shop where you can come in, you can use our tools, uh, you can gain knowledge from uh, the community that we've created here and the people that are here uh, either volunteering as uh, employees or as partners or, or uh, the other members that uh, it's created, we created a community of knowledge. So there's always somebody to ask and use our tools and space. Yeah, well, aside from that too, it's, it's, uh, it's a little more than that because we teach a lot of classes. So, um, in a, a lot of classes in traditional skills, um, but a huge range of things, everything from soap making to welding, um, and in a big age range also. Uh, youngest kids are eight years old, and we teach people on up into their 70s, 80s. Um, and, yeah. and not just the trades. We not also, just the trades. We also uh, are doing some of the more technical stuff. We've had some... Uh, electronics classes and 3d printing classes and, and things in that range as well so um i'm in the space now and one of the things i notice is you know there's a clear line between woodworking and metal shop are those kind of like the core um things that people are working on or you mentioned electronics are there some other you know core things that people do here um, we do. We have uh, we have uh, one working 3D printer now. Um, actually, two working 3D printers. Although we don't really care to use one of them, we have another 3D printer that's actually being built here um, by us at the shop, and that's nearing completion. A couple more parts to get ordered, and that will be able to be assembled and put together. Um, we do have commercial sewing machines as well. Um, so what are some of the other popular things, you know, outside of 3D printing and, and sewing and beads, you know, are there, are there some other things that you guys think of that people are really doing in the space? Welding has been actually really popular, especially for our classes. We've had amazing uh, turnout for our welding classes. Um, we have some that are a little bit more, uh, a little bit more advanced and, and our basic welding class though is amazing. We had couples welding class on Valentine's Day and ended up with a waiting list. Um, a little bit That's of a awesome. surprise of most of us, but it's awesome. We've been getting a, a lot of ladies uh, sign up for that. It's probably near 50%, um, which is great to see that demographic come into the shop and learn some new skills. Um, 
So that's been real popular. We have a, a welding art class as well, a sheet metal art class. We have a local artist come in and teach. We have a, a professional welder come in and teach a TIG welding class. Um, that's also had some popularity. So that's been um, one of the real core classes that people have seemed to show a lot of interest in. Um, most of the, I would, most probably by a small margin of the membership usage has been in the wood shop and probably using tools and uh, materials that most people are just a little more familiar with. So it's a good place for them to start. Um, we've had, uh, we had a lady come in, uh, take Dave's cabinet class and the next week had wood dropped off and started building a complete cabinet set. And that's awesome. that up in about three weeks and super happy with it. So you brought up something interesting. Um, and you know, I, I told you guys I was meaning to come down here. I'd heard about the space. It was one of those things that I had seen when I was investigating the town. And I think, you know, maybe there was a little hesitation of like, you know, do I have the skills or the know-how to be able to come down here and do some stuff? So can you kind of talk to um, what it takes for somebody to, to come down here and take a class or, or learn how to work in the space? You know, what kind of experience do they need? Well, a lot of the classes that we offer now um, are intro intro classes. Um, we're, we've, we've, we're just coming up on a year being open. So in that time, we've developed a, around 80 different classes. Um, and because we're just figuring all of this out, most of them have been short introductory classes. Uh, we're leaning more, more towards advanced classes. But um, so just starting out, if anybody wanted to learn something new, we've got a ton of classes to do that. Um, and, and a lot of the people that come in and sign up for memberships don't have skills. Uh, they have ideas um, and want to learn how to do this. And so we're, we're really used to people coming in with minimal amount of skills, but some good ideas and we kind of help them through and advise, uh, advise them and, and get them up and running on the tools that they need to use. Um, we'll just take them through, show them how the equipment works, answer whatever questions we can answer. Uh, and you know, a lot of people that come in might have questions that we can't answer, but pretty, pretty guaranteed that somebody here has an answer. Right. So when are you guys here, you know, what, what are the hours like and, um, what's the availability like to talk to somebody? Like if I came in here and had a project, you know, should I expect someone to be here if I, you know, run into a problem or I have a question? Well, um, well, our hours are, we have pretty good hours. We're, we're closed on Mondays, uh, but Tuesday through Friday, we're here 10 to eight and on Saturday and Sunday, 10 to six. Uh, the, the shop is always run, well, always run by, we, we, that's, a, that's a whole other aspect of this, <laughs> of this uh, deal. We have, there are 26 of us now that run this place. Wow. Not including the, te the teachers. Right. Um, and it's a huge range of, uh, skill sets. Uh, so people often come in with a particular project, like for instance, a woodworking project. And who's ever, whoever is here running the place um, either knows about woodworking. Uh, if they don't, then they'll refer them to me. Uh, that's kind of my area of expertise. Um, or 
or one of the other people, like somebody that welds well. Um, if somebody has a welding project that's specific, whoever's here will either help them through that, that or refer them to um, that person and let them know when they're going to be here. Uh, Tim, Aaron, and I have fairly set schedules. Um, so people that have a woodworking pro problem or right. project would come in on those specific days when I'm here. That makes sense. Or one of the other stewards that works yeah. the shop. We have a, between uh, between the stewards and us, the, the knowledge base is really diverse. Yeah. And so we try to keep that schedule available and say, you know, that particular question, you need to talk to Bob about that. Right, come in on Thursday afternoon. Or we'll get them together on an email. Yeah, we're also available for an email. Right, so someone could just say, hey, like, I'm coming to do this thing, just let me know. Exactly. That's really one of our greatest strengths is the diversity of both our teachers. It's incredible the amount and quality of teachers who have come to us over the year and our stewards because we have stewards who are experts in jewelry, experts in woodworking, experts in metalworking, experts in electrical engineering. I mean, it's really quite amazing when you start looking down the list and go, wow, we're really blessed. Yeah, automotive, welding, woodworkers, <laughs> computer. General engineering. Programmers, <laughs> it runs the gamut. Is that, is that what you guys were thinking was gonna happen with the space when you kind of came up with the concept and, and started doing it? I mean, wh what did it look like in your heads when you were thinking, this might be a good idea? Well, we uh, have I a saying. We say no matter what we plan, 80% of it's gonna be wrong anyways. Yeah, I think right. when, I, when I first started thinking about it, it was definitely community. And yeah. just looking to get, first of all, to, to get a space together like this with, with the equipment that we have and then and then uh having people show up to use it that it's a it's a pretty diverse place in just what we have available and that allows for a lot of people in different areas to to come and be here and hang out and dave and i kind of started on this track um without having ever heard of a makerspace before. Mm. This was an idea we came <laughs> up with. And, and we're like... And we, were, we were months into it before we realized that there were... People were doing this. Yeah. Right. yeah. So we were really kind of winging it. Um, we were kind of putting the idea together from left field. Uh, when we met Aaron, um, he had been coming about this whole idea from totally the opposite angle. and. He had been researching the other maker spaces that do exist around the country. He'd always wanted to go to one. It's, it's been like, well, maybe I just need to make one here, and create one here. And so we met Aaron um, after a booth we had set up at a at the Winterfest or Fall, Fall, Fest. Fall Fest, one of the festivals. <laughs> Uh, ended up sitting on my tailgate till about 10.30 at night after we closed the booth up and kind of all just walked away going, we just need to do this together. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. And so going from that idea to actually getting this building, getting tools and getting equipment in here, yeah, how difficult was that and how long did it take? Um, I think it was pretty easy. Yeah. It was pretty easy. <laughs> once we had, once we were able to commit, a lot of things kind of fell into place for us. Um, Real, when we met Aaron, he had already signed a letter of intent on renting this space. 
we've looked at another space that weekend um and it kind of came together there was uh some work that had to be done to the building that the landlord was taking care of so we got backed up a few months there and all time which we probably needed right <laughs> anyway right <laughs> to get our stuff together but uh, it really fell into place and it's been a work in progress ever since it's still obviously uh you can look at the walls and realize that we're still a work in progress and probably will be for a long time. Yeah. Well, I guess the good thing is you got people with the skills who can do the work that needs to be done to finish out the space. You know, it's kind of part of the deal, I guess. Um, so can you tell us about some of the, you know, outside of classes, which I think, you know, we'll make, I'll make sure people get, get some more information about classes and stuff, but, um, outside of classes, what are some of the cool projects that are people people are doing in here you know what are people making well right off the bat when we opened up last year even before we had our grand opening um there was a woman who came in with this awesome idea she came and took our welding class because she wanted to learn how to weld so that she could go on an adventure um she showed up with a, a motorcycle and a sidecar and no way to have them attached together uh, and we helped her work through that project and, um, and it took some engineering, you know, it definitely took some thought and kind of, uh, clamping things together and just figuring out how to make that whole thing work properly. Um, uh, but she spent, you know, uh, maybe about a month, maybe uh, about a month, month like she 10 was hours there. a day here working on that project. And when she got done, she, she put her dog in the sidecar and took off to Alaska, um, they're still going. That wow. was a year ago. They went all, they've been touring the United States. She's well on a mission now to hit all 50 states. I think she's already been to Mexico. And uh, <clears throat> that was something that she was able to manifest for herself and we were able to help do it. So it was very cool. Yep, she's That's come up on a year on the road. How do you keep in touch with her? You just, she actually um, uh, does, she posts, Yeah. and she just recently had a Kickstarter campaign um, for uh, to put out a book and a, and a documentary. Wow. Uh, Mallory Danger Page. Yep. <laughs> Oper All right. Operation Moto Dog. Operation Moto Dog. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other stuff? What else is, you know, what else are people doing back here? So we've got... Um, Keeping on with what the ladies are doing, we've also got a, a young gal that came to us um, with a great idea for a tiny house. And uh, she didn't have a lot of skills. I've asked many, many questions along the way, and it's now just a couple weeks away from uh, towing her tiny house to her up to Washington to put on a, her new lot. Yeah, I saw it. I mean, it looks, you know, from the outside, it looks done. I mean, that's pretty amazing. It was all built here. It was all yeah. built here. She she bought a trailer, um, a trailer designed specifically for a tiny house. So she didn't have to learn the welding aspect. But uh, and she's learned the building skills along the way um, and put it together. And it it's, looks great. Yeah, yep. very cool project. So. She's she started on that, I think, in the beginning of December. And then the plans, were those custom or? She started with plans that she purchased. Um, 
generic plans, and as as she says, there's many many changes have <laughs> been made along the way. Yeah. Um, but she did have the basic starting set of plans, and she and, customized it based on what she needed in the house and things like windows that she was able to source and um, doors. <laughs> and so is, is stuff like that, you know, the the house and the sidecar project. I mean, is that part time? projects that people are doing or um now she's full-time yeah and she's coming Getting up closer. against uh, a deadline she's already called the mover to pull her house for her <laughs> um that she doesn't have a truck that will pull it <laughs> uh but uh yeah it's been very part-time oh, well a lot of people do part-time projects uh there's a teardrop trailer in the back that's almost done and that member, his availability is every other weekend. So mm -hmm. he's been coming in here every other weekend for six months uh, working on that teardrop trailer. And that started from scratch. He can weld. Wow. Um, but it's just about done. He's just finishing up the interior. Um, and some people actually spend quite a bit of time. Uh, there's a guy in the wood shop right now who he comes in and spends full days. Um, for several days a week uh, making things that he's selling that's pretty cool um i you know i'm just amazed that people can get that deep and, and get those level of projects done in here you know just to walk out there and see a house sitting in the, the back of here is just <laughs> yeah, we're gonna miss that house <laughs> yeah it's cool it's like an attraction you know to to show to people so i hope more people do stuff like that here how did how do people handle you know like materials are you getting are they getting materials shipped here or, or stored here what's kind of the we, logistics we do allow people to store stuff here we have a, a rate we charge them for storage um we have vendors that drop off here some of the local vendors we've got a steel supplier that delivers here um the local lumber yards will deliver large orders um, and drop it off here. So that helps out a lot. We do have a trailer that's uh, available for usage for, for stuff that won't fit in your Prius or <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, so that it's it's pretty pretty easy to get supplies. It's not too much. We do try to keep a little retail section so people don't have to run out for every piece of sandpaper and whatever. Um, that's growing and will probably continue to grow as well. So, oh, go ahead. And then we've got a lot of repairs that get done here as well. It's another, it's another big aspect of, you know, people have come in and done, uh, we've had a couple engines out. Um, we just had a gentleman in finished up yesterday, I think that was rebuilding his posi traction rear end and. Didn't have the shop space. Didn't we, have the tools. We do have an auto lift. Oh, wow. So we have an automotive <laughs> so, lift and, yeah. and tools for the auto mechanics as well. Um, we had a, really helped out. We had a guy come in the other day who had a broken uh, automobile part and he was repairing it and his wife was waiting here. And she said, yeah, he just he's a moron. Sometimes he does stupid stuff and breaks things. But I like DIY Cave because you can unmoron yourself there. Uh, <laughs> that's got to be a bumper sticker or a t-shirt or something. That's a good, that might have to be the new uh, tagline. <laughs> unmoron it. Yeah. What's, um, so what's, 
what's like the future for you guys right now? Because we kind of covered, you know, I think, for, and tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, there's classes for beginners and, and for, you know, advanced people to do stuff. There's space for people to make, you know, custom projects and do things. You guys um, help sourcing materials. You have a little retail shop where people can buy some of the smaller stuff um, and people can do long-term projects here. Um, but what do you see in like the next six months, year or longer, you know, what are your goals with the space and what people are doing here? Um, if it's different than today. I'm not sure you want to get me started on that. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, we've got plans, uh, or dreams, hopes and dreams and goals as well. Um, that will probably take more than my lifetime to complete. Um, <laughs> We would definitely love to develop our our whole educational aspect more and become give give people another way to gain a lot of these skills that isn't available in our society right now. Right now, if you want to go learn to be a welder, you're basically signing up for a minimum of a semester course. Um, we've had people come in and become pretty proficient welders just by starting with our basic course and coming in on their own time and learning, maybe taking an advanced course or gaining knowledge from the people around here when they run into problems um, and become proficient. I'd really like to see that expand a lot. Um, we really would like to uh, promote new business growth um, by letting people come in, prototype here, um, let them run their ideas without having to invest in a lot of the tools um, or rent the space necessary while they're trying to figure out the viability of their idea. Um, that's another huge aspect that, that we're trying to promote. So it goes on and on, uh, you know, pretty much as far as the mind can wander we've gone <laughs> that's cool though that's good i mean that's kind of what i see here i mean you guys have created this so quickly that it seems like you know there's plenty of other stuff that can come down the pipe well there's a lot to the, to still develop um just sorting through this first year was pretty chaotic and and it's it's been a lot of time uh spent in here and and you know just figuring out how to make how to pull this together and how to make it work and we're we're learning a lot along the way um and i think that even just just the things that we've learned in this first year have been amazing for helping us move forward um and i i, I think it's just going to keep getting better and better the other thing that you guys were talking about earlier that that i think is pretty interesting if you want to talk to it is some of the work you're doing in the community it was, you know, school kids and that sort of thing. I and mean, what's going on there? Uh, well, we work with a lot of different um, organizations in town, uh, which is really fun. Uh, we get to do some pretty cool things. We work with uh, Restore, uh, Habitat for Humanity. Uh, we do some events with the Environmental Center. Uh, we recently got to take part in in some things at TEDx Bend. Um, uh, we sponsored uh, an artist. They're doing, it was doing an interactive art display. Um, we also worked with Hydroflask for a display at their table. So it's really good to be able to work with different um, 
organizations around town. Oh, and another one that we have coming up is the Children's Museum of Central Oregon. We'll be running some summer camps for them. Um, and it, I, I think that just working with the different uh, company, there are different companies and organizations helps to just raise awareness of what we're all trying to do, um, which is um, see the ideas come to life. Yeah, see the ideas come to life, and and also just take advantage of the 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 skills that that uh, we all have to impart, and the ideas that. Uh, the environmental center has to um, give to the community and the great work that the people at Restore are doing. It's nice to be able to pull together and the more of us that are working on the different projects, the more people are aware of it and, and the more people um, are able to utilize what's going on here. And we've got a lot of the, a lot of the kids programs as well. We've been helping out with uh, some of the private schools in town. We've been uh, teaching elective classes here. We've uh, got a wood shop class going with one school right now where they're learning dovetail joints and using hand tools in the wood shop. We've, uh, we've taught them uh, welding and did a welding art sculpture class with them in the fall. Uh, we've got another school that we're doing a, a basic shop skills in a lot of different arenas on uh, switching it up every week or two and, and teaching those kids safety around the shop and how to use some of these tools and it's been really fun that's been uh, mostly junior hires but we also offer classes to uh, kids as young as eight years old uh, our kids welding class has been quite popular and See those kids come in and spark it off. Yeah. And they, it's amazing to see their eyes light up. That's cool. I could see I could see parents on both sides of the spectrum being like, is my kid really going to do this? And then when they see him, probably, wow, you know, that's awesome. Totally. You see a kid with a, an eight-year-old kid cutting steel with a blowtorch, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Whether you're their parent or you're just standing watching, right. it's awesome. Right. Mike? My life, I grew up with a father who was a fixer, a maker, a doer. You know, he was always tearing into the things that were broken and fixing them. And that's what I learned is that you took care of the things that you had. And then as I grew older, we watched that concept went away as we were able to mass produce things cheaply. And things are made out of more plastic than they were out of metal and wood. And, and we got used to just buying something new when something else was was wrecked or not working as the way you wanted it to anymore. And I think now that, that I've grown up, I've watched the world start to turn away from that uh, disposable society. And we have that yearning, that longing for creating, repairing and maintaining things now. But a lot of us have already lost those skills. So already we had uh, a lady come into the shop um, a couple weeks ago with her 18 year old son and she wanted to get him plugged into the shop in some way, whether taking classes or as a member or as a volunteer or however, because she said her and her husband both worked simple desk jobs. Neither one of them had the, the experience or skills to pass on to their son. And they realized if they didn't get him plugged in, he'd never get him. And it made me realize there aren't any resources for people who desire to get this kind of, even just the freedom to experiment and feel 
what is it like to be creative again outside of simply pushing buttons on something? We need to be that place. Yeah, you know, and, and speaking to the, on that same topic, um, when Tim and I first started doing this, we started by getting out into the community and, and renting a space at farmer's market um, and just talking to people in the public and finding out if our idea made any sense. And we just heard it over and over and over that you know, one of the questions we always ask is, hey, are you a do-it-yourselfer? And we, we got the answer that we got so many times was no, but I'd love to be. Um, yeah. And uh, we heard from a lot of those people that, I mean, this is pretty common in Bend, you know, um, I moved here in 2008, uh, right as the economy crashed. And that made a huge transformation here um, to a lot of people living in smaller homes and uh, not having space to work on things. And we hear that over and over from from uh, people living in apartments um, that really want to be able to work on this project or fix this thing, there they just can't do it. You know, a lot, of, I mean, in a lot of apartments, you're not allowed to have tools in in the apartment, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the great, great things about um, having a space like this in Bend, particularly, is that, you know, they're, they're, I mean, I live in a house like that where I don't have a whole lot of space to do things. But, um, I've, I felt really guilty like two weeks ago. So we had a, an extra room. It's not quite a bedroom, but it's it was blank slate. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure my girlfriend thought I was going to build, you know, a custom closet, but a uh, we ended up going to Lowe's and I got, you know, <laughs> got a kit uh, and it works and it's great. But, um, I, I kind of was like, you know, in, in anticipation of coming over here, I was like, I bet I could, you know, with just a little bit of help, I bet I could have done something cooler than what's in there. Um, well, we have a DIY cabinet class this Sunday. Come over and you can build one and get rid of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to honestly, because it, it just felt like one of those moments though, where, uh, we had this this blank area in, in our house, and I had a chance to make something myself, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I, I really wanted to. You yeah. Know? So, so that's why we were here to, to provide that uh, space and and make sure uh, you get help. something you want when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Scratch that itch. Um, so one of the things I like to ask people, and just I just ask you, don't think about this one too long, is just. What is your go-to spot for a beer or a taco or something in Bend, like the place you have to go, you have to go there, undeniably. Ooh. I don't know. My favorite place to go to, and I take the family there, is Pilot View Drive-In. Nice. <laughs> Pretty good burger. Yeah. I'd have to say, oh, man, that's a tough one. Do I have a go-to? All the places that have beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that includes the barbershop. Right. And, I mean, there's a lot of those places. Right. I kind of like going to uh, the Chevron. Yeah. The, right. The Growler guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll take College Way. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Crocs this time yeah. of year. They've got a great space for the springtime. I always go. I tend to end up at the Broken Top Bottle Shop in the wintertime. They've got yeah. really good food. So good in the it winter. It tends to be a nice place to be able to hold a conversation with somebody. Good Life is where Tim and I oh, yeah. catch this plan on Thursday nights. I don't know. Well, they, I haven't been, been over in a while, but I haven't been there. They in a while had, either, but they're great. They so. had a uh, locals night every Thursday. Yep. So, 
We did a lot of drinking there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of working it out. Let's go with a TH, not a D. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for doing this. Uh, I really appreciate it. It was, it was great. Yeah, Our pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Want to learn more about what it's like to live in Bend? Visit bendstation.com and join us for our next episode. You're not going to chime in? I doubt it. Okay. I'm going to watch these two. Right. What? You're not chiming in. You're here. This is going to be awkward if I'm trying to get in. You and Curry, we can get Curry over Oh, yeah. We can get Curry Alternative to nine Batman. No, I'm Batman.